Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 32 of Unfiltered. It's just me today at the mic um, on this beautiful Sunday morning. And today (laughs) I'm talking about body image and self-love, how I unplugged during a remote semester, and how my view of academics has changed. Um, Yeah, I I find it really weird that this is my last episode of March um, because that means that we are a quarter of the way done with this year. I don't know. Time is time is so weird. Um, but I, I really enjoyed recording this episode. I think um, I think especially for the first topic, it is very universal um, because yeah, I think uh, self-love and body image are two really important issues that pretty much everyone faces. Also, I think most of us are experiencing fatigue with Zoom, with electronics, with constantly being look with constantly looking at screens. And so um learning how to unplug in small ways is important. And then I thought the last thing was a bit interesting because um I've definitely found myself in a much different place in regards to my academics than I was um at this time a year ago. So yeah. Um one thing that Oh, did I just go out of order? I usually do my book recommendation first. Okay, <laughs> my book recommendation is The Only Woman in the Room by Marie Benedict. Um, I think this is a really fantastic read, so give it give it a shot. I actually learned about it in my uh, anthropology class, so really interesting. It was recommended by um, a fellow student. And one thing I'm excited for is on Saturday, I'm going whale watching, and I've never seen a whale in real life, um, except for like a beluga whale or a, yeah, because they don't have whales at the aquarium, I think. I don't know. I don't think I've, well, no, nonetheless, I've never seen a whale in real life, so this will be really interesting. Also, I feel like that is so Boston, and I'm just really excited. So I'm going whale watching and that will get me through the week. So yay. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and um, thank you for listening and supporting, as I always say. Uh, Without further ado, let's get into the first segment. Uh, I really, really, really want to talk about self-love and the overall topic of body image because I think it's something that everyone goes through, honestly, at least, I mean, to different extents and at different points of their life, but I I think everyone really, really goes through it. And I also think um, it's something that I'm pretty passionate about because I really struggled with body image pretty much my whole life, Um, and I I really think it's something that should be talked about, and honestly, I think it is talked about a lot um, in social media. I think recently, especially, it's been brought up more, Um, but I don't think there's ever, I don't think there's ever a limit. I think that talking about it and and being super transparent about it is just always really good, Um, because particularly with social media, you know, you put out the best version of yourself and you pretend, well, I mean, sometimes there are people who are more confident than others, but a lot of times, you know, you put on an image of yourself that's the most confident version. Um, And so when 
you know, we fall to comparison. We're comparing ourselves to these, the best image of someone else. So um, I think being transparent about everything is super important. Particularly for me, um, I remember struggling with body image from an age as early as 11, um, which would be, I think, fifth grade. Yeah, like I, I remember um, thinking about what I looked like um, from a super young age. And I don't, I know I'm not alone with that. I think, um, you know, comparison is just so natural. It's just human nature. Um, and, and thinking about what you look like and kind of worrying about little things is also very natural. Um, but I, I think body image is something I, I actually am really ta- passionate about because, you know, when you struggle with body image, you may not, it may manifest itself in greater ways, in larger ways, in ways that other people can see. But more times than, more often than not, um, it, it manifests itself in the small ways. And I think I talked about this last year. Um, but, you know, it really is little things like constantly looking at yourself in the mirror or, you know, touching your stomach. Or, you know, when someone, for me, like when I'm in a social situation and someone looks me straight in the eye, I gotta just like turn to the side or I'll just like put my hands to my face. Um, You know, it's thinking about what you ate that day and it it varies um, per person. And it honestly, for me, it varies per day, but yeah, I think I, I do think that body image is, is a very universal struggle, um, particularly in the past month or two. I think it's been a bit worse for me. I, which is why I wanted to talk about it today because I think it's I think it's a huge thing. Um, but I definitely, um, you know, I don't have I don't have it figured out. I don't really love my body and I don't I don't think I'm at a point where I'm fully confident but I do think that there are certain things that I've kind of learned and tried to do um, in order to shift my mindset to a more positive place in regards to my body um, and in regards to the confidence and love that I have for myself and honestly like just a disclaimer like I am not there yet I am this is all process. Um, and, you know, I don't know if I'll ever completely love my body, but I think there's such beauty in the process of, of learning to love yourself. So there are a few things that I've kind of tried to do, try to implement in my day. Um, the first is something that my friend Austin, he was actually on the podcast last week, but he also kind of deals with you know self-confidence. And he told me that what he does is he wakes up in the morning and he looks at himself in the mirror and he says three things about himself that he can't argue with. And these things can be, they can be big, they can be small, they can be things that you can do, they can be things that you've done or accomplished, they can be things that you admire about yourself. Um, and, you know, we were walking the other day down the road and he was like, Emily, you try. And I remember like, I just, I couldn't think of it. Like, I would think of something and then immediately find some way to kind of deny it or to disprove it and it sounds really dumb like it sounds super cheesy um to 
tell yourself three things that you can't argue with. Like, I feel like a couple years ago, I would have heard that and just been like, that is so stupid. But if you really kind of sit down and, and force yourself to do it, if you can't do it, I think that's really a reflection of of your confidence and the love that you have for yourself. Um, and so I don't necessarily wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and every morning say three things that I can't argue with, but there are certain things that I tell myself that I, I know I can't argue with. And I think that helps a lot. For instance, instead of you looking in the mirror and kind of hating my body, I think that a big thing is acknowledging all that your body can do. Um, I feel like health is something that we take for granted a lot. And, you know, that's something that I really have learned in the past year. But um, just being able to move and breathe and think and live is such a blessing. Um, and it's something that I feel like we don't acknowledge enough. And rather than kind of tearing apart the little things um, or, or being, you know, caught up in the little things of how you look or, you know, things like that. Um, I, I, I do think it's really important to just be grateful for who you are and what you can do. And that's something that you can't argue with. You can't argue with the fact that you have your health if you do have your health. Um, yeah. Um, I think another thing is, you know, when I was originally curating this this um this list of things, I had it for the overall topic of self-love, but some of the things are more specific to body image. I think this next point is kind of broad, but it's celebrate your wins no matter how big or small. Um, There are so many little victories that you accomplish throughout the day that go unnoticed, and I don't think we give enough credit to ourselves for that. Like, for instance, um, getting up and... Like getting up and maybe you find yourself um, thinking negatively, but then you kind of snap out of it um, and you kind of redirect your mind. Like that is a little victory, but it goes unnoticed, but you feel it. Um, Perhaps you're feeling rather unproductive, um, but then you kind of give yourself motivation and you finish out, you finish an assignment really quickly. That's a little victory. Or maybe you're really stressed and you give yourself a time to rest. That is a little victory. And, you know, I think sometimes for me, I get caught up in not giving myself grace or not being, not acknowledging that I've really done a lot in a day. Um, because I think. I think if you have a really work-heavy day or if you have a lot to do, you sometimes don't notice that you're doing a bunch of little things when you're so focused on that one big thing that you have to do. So celebrate your wins, um, particularly the small ones, because those are really, really important. Um, Another thing is learn how to say no. So this is probably not specific to body image. I don't know. I think this is really broad. But I think for me, I tend to be kind of a pushover. Like if someone asks for something, like I will say yes. If someone asks to make plans, even though I'm super busy, I'll say yes, Um, which kind of results in me just spreading myself thin at some points. But I think it's it's really, really important to acknowledge when, for example, if you have plans with someone 
and you're just feeling socially drained or you're feeling tired or you're just super fatigued, like it sounds stupid to people who don't have a problem with saying no, but when you have a problem with it, saying no can be really hard because in a way, saying no makes you kind of feel like a failure or it kind of makes you feel like you're letting someone down. But that's just not the case. Um, more more often than not, people will understand. Um, and I found that saying no does not mean that I have failed at something. It doesn't mean that I'm not XYZ enough. Um, this is definitely something I'm working on, but I think it's huge. Another thing is recognize when you're happy. Um, sometimes I don't recognize when I'm happy. And um, I think I think there's a lot of power in, you know, for example, if you're with hanging out with someone or if you're just alone doing something you love and you kind of take a step back and you think, wow, like this, this makes me happy. I think there's power in that because when you recognize what makes you happy and when you recognize when makes you happy, um, when you are happy, um, you're able to go back to those things and rely on those things. Um, and I just, I really, I really think it's important to acknowledge your happiness. Um, the next point is kind of related to that, kind of the flip side, be patient, but perseverant. And I say that to mean you can't be happy a hundred percent of the time. Like you will have highs and lows. Um, particularly for me, there will be days when I just don't love my body at all. There'll be days when I love my body a little bit more. There'll be days where I'm more confident. There'll be days when I'm just, I just want to wear baggy sweats and lay in bed all day because I just hate the way I look. Um, and it's okay that days fluctuate like that. And it's okay that your mood will fluctuate. And the important part is that you don't let a quote unquote bad day make you believe that you know, all the days will be bad. Um, and yeah, I think body image is just, I mean, the overall topic of it is just super, it's super strange. Like, I feel like for me, I don't have a problem admitting certain faults or certain ways that I'm struggling. But I feel like admitting that you struggle with your body is different because in a way it could change how other people see you um but that was just such a tangent I don't even know why I started talking about that ignore me but yeah I, I don't know anyway moving on <laughs> um okay the next one is huge this is specific to body image but don't compare yourself to your past self I think one thing that really I, I that really gets to me is comparing myself to what I used to look like. So comparison is a huge thing. Um, I think I compare myself to other people a lot. Um, but I think I mostly compare myself to what I used to look like. And I think that's the toughest thing, right? Because you know that you could look like that again, right? You know that you once looked like that. 
but but if you don't look like that anymore it's easy to beat yourself up about it but i just i don't know i i think it's super important to realize that our bodies are always changing particularly in the year that I, i'm 19 um i'm growing uh, I'm not going to look like what I used to look like when I was 13. Like that is just not even 16, 17. Like that is not realistic. And I think this goes back to the whole health thing. Like I'm, I'm growing, I'm maturing and, um, I should be grateful that my body is able to do that in a healthy way. Um, so yeah. I think comparing ourselves to our past self is actually like one of the worst things ever because when you compare yourself to another person, like it's kind of like, okay, that might not be like, that's not realistic for me. Like I know I can't achieve that sort of quote unquote body image, but if you compare yourself to what you used to look like, it's harder to, to snap out of that mindset because you think, well, why, why have I changed? Um, Yeah. The next thing is, this is kind of, this is definitely an overarching one, but be creative in how you express yourself. I found that self-expression is actually so, so cathartic and it's, it, it really helps you love yourself more and it helps garner self-confidence because when you express yourself in all these different ways and you kind of take a step back and you look at, you know, what you've produced or what you've done or the impact that you've had, um, and you kind of, and you find joy in that, and you are happy about it, um, and you recognize that, you know, these things are good, and these things are fun, and whatnot, um, that inherently just builds more love for yourself, um, because you can take a step back and say, look at all the things I've done. For instance, uh, self-expression can come in the form of art, or writing, or music, or certain passion projects or honestly it can come in any way you want but I have really loved experimenting with different ways of expressing myself like um for instance writing like I used to hate writing um but I'm really enjoying it because right now because I I think I think writing is a super big skill, which is why um, I'm in the process of joining the magazine and writing for them because it's never, particularly being pre-med, I don't really take too many writing-heavy classes, but I think it's a skill that you should always work on and you should always have. I think writing is huge. Um, And what I love about the magazine is you're able to kind of incorporate elements of yourself into the piece. Like you can really put your voice in there, um, which is why I think it's a really great form of self-expression. But I've been having a lot of fun writing. Sometimes I'll just sit down and write what's on my mind and maybe it turns into something or maybe it just is kind of me throwing up words on a page, whatever. Um, Obviously music. I love music. Um, I love playing music. I love singing. I love listening to music. Another thing is... um, I feel like I feel like self-expression doesn't necessarily have to be tangible. Like I think that like even in the relationships that you build, like that is a form of self-expression. And if you 
like have a relationship you really admire, um, you can sometimes take a step back and think, like I I really I really am grateful for this relationship, um, and in a way like this is an extension of myself, and yeah I just think I think finding different ways to express yourself is is really it really lends to more to the process of building up love for yourself. Um, another thing is reach out to others. I stress this a lot, but you know vulnerability and asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Um, is definitely not. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, this is this can be specific to body image, but it is also a very broad thing. Because I think sometimes for me, um, when I ask for help, that can kind of be a knock to my self-confidence or my self-love because I don't think I'm XYZ enough. But I've definitely changed my mindset on that, which is huge. Um, next is, I mean, these are this is like pretty much given, but treat others with love and respect and kindness um, because in a way, like the way you treat others is also a reflection of how you treat yourself and how you treat yourself can be a reflection of how you treat others. I think another thing, one thing that um, I always tell myself is like, talk to yourself how you would talk to your best friend. Like you would never tell your best friend, oh, you look ugly today or you are not smart enough. Um, you would never say that to your best friend. And so don't say that to yourself because like like it, like it or not, the words that you speak and the words that you internally think affect you in little ways over time. Um, another thing is find something to be grateful for each day. This kind of goes without saying. Um, and then I already said this, but acknowledge all that your body can do. Sometimes I think to myself, I am so freaking lucky to be able to run when I want to, to be able to go to yoga and move and hold up my body. And like the fact that my body can do that, like it's sad that sometimes I really focus on the little things in which I think my body is lacking. Um, and then the last thing is... I think it's important to recognize that social media is just not, it's, I think social media is great in some ways, but, and I've definitely fallen prey to this. Like I am not, I am, I am not the exception, but social media is actually terrible. Um, and I found that removing yourself from things that you find yourself comparing to is really big and it's really hard, right? Because the way that social media is created, it has you focused, like your attention just like bounces from one thing to another, one thing to another. When you find something that's kind of addicting, like it pulls you in and you're focused on that. And it's really easy to just be so focused on that. But there are little ways in which you can kind of, you can kind of avoid these lures and these temptations, these these traps of comparison. Um, one thing that I do is I've tried to go on my explore page less because my explore page is where I see, you know, all these models. Um, it's where I see all these people who are advertising their best lives and, um, and you know, putting themselves up there. And I, I know that I've definitely accustomed, like I have definitely gone along with that, um, but I mean, I talk about media a lot, um, and this is a media platform, but 
like sometimes it's as I think it's really hard, right? Because when you like when you go on to social media, like you are obviously absorbing all the good. I think there I think there's so much good that comes with it, but it's really hard to avoid the bad. Um which is why I think sometimes like completely avoiding social media is a really good thing. Like doing social media cleanses is really great. Um but, you know, when you're on it, um sometimes yeah, sometimes it's it's a little things like maybe not going on my explore page as much not checking certain accounts as much, not, not, not going on Instagram as much. So I say all this to say social media is actually really toxic, especially for people who are struggling with body image. Um, and I think that's pretty much all I'm going to say on the topic. Um, I just want to end this segment by saying that like, if you're listening to this, and you're really struggling with self-love and you're really struggling with how you view your body. Like you're not alone. Um, pretty much everyone struggles with this, myself included. Um, and it's really dumb, right? Because I feel like I feel like recently we've been preaching self-acceptance a lot. Like I think media has really turned into a more transparent and understanding place, which is great. But at the same time, like at the same time, comparison runs rampant and we're all, yeah, we're all just, <laughs> I think everyone's pretty, everyone's insecure. Um, and so just know that it's all a process and um, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, but that's just kind of in a little, well, my little spiel on body image. I think it's huge. Um, and yeah, recently I've just kind of not, I've been struggling with it a lot, but but yeah, um, I think that's going to end this segment. Um, but in the next segment, I will talk about how I unplug during a remote semester. <laughs> so we are all pretty much working from home, doing school online. And because of that, we are constantly looking at screens and we're constantly surrounded by electronics. We're constantly sitting at our desks. So unplugging is honestly really hard. Um, but I think that I think it's I think that unplugging is still possible. And I think that because of the nature of the life that we're living, the rewards of unplugging are so much greater. So what I do is so I yeah, I'm pretty much on there's not a day that goes by where I don't stare at my computer or I don't stare at my phone or I don't stare at my iPad. Um, you know, often when I'm in class, I have my computer, I have my laptop, I'm watching class, I have my iPad, I'm taking notes, I have my phone that's within within hands reach and I just, you know, periodically will look at it and I've like noticed that I just, I'm constantly surrounded by electronics and I've kind of tried to make an effort to unplug a bit more and that's really, really hard but what I've done is sometimes I'll leave my phone in another room and so I need my iPad for notes. I need my laptop for Zoom, but I don't need my phone. Um, it's just another thing that's distracting me. It's another thing that my mind is being distracted by. So sometimes I'll put it in another room. I remember in high school, my biology teacher would have us put phones on the front table before we sat down. And I remember she told us that 
when you, I don't remember the exact statistic, but when you look at your phone, when you're when you're studying and then you look at your phone, it takes you like eight, five, ten minutes. I don't really know. Five, ten minutes to maybe even more. Maybe it was like 20. Something like that. A good amount of time to completely refocus your mind. Like, like complete concentration can be undermined just like that. With and with with a short glance at a screen, um, and so I think it's unfortunate because you know, in reality, we can't avoid electronics, especially since a lot of us are learning online and working from home. But I mean, removing ele- removing electronics that you don't need is a is really good. And when I study, like I try to remove all electronics. That's really hard, but it's. I actually, like, I completely agree with what my biology teacher says. Like, I have found that when I look at my phone, it's really hard for me to refocus. Um, another thing is in between classes or calls, get up, walk around, make food, take advantage of these five-minute breaks. A lot of my, for example, I'm in this uh, Zoom call that's two hours and 45 minutes on Wednesdays for my genetics class. And we get like five minute breaks, and then I'm in this seminar that's two hours, and we get five minutes breaks. So I think a lot of a lot of longer Zoom calls, we get like anywhere from like two to five minutes of break. And during those breaks, like take advantage of them, walk around, don't stare at your computer more, don't sit down more, like do something that's just so far away from academics or from <laughs> not academics, from electronics. And when you have that 15-minute period between classes or between calls. Don't spend it looking at your phone. Don't spend it doing something on your computer. Spend it walking around or getting a breath of fresh air. Um, You know, just doing anything that's not related to electronics. Those little breaks actually are really nice. Um, Another way to unplug is obvious. Get outside. The weather has been super nice recently, and so my friends and I have been doing classes in the yard, which has been so nice, although it is a bit more difficult to concentrate in class, but I will not – I don't really care because I want to take advantage of the nice weather. But, um, you know, running and walking around – um, I'm honestly really excited for this semester because I'm excited to be able to walk around to and from class. Like I know it'll take out take more time, but okay, I'm I we're all gonna feel like freshmen again, but because I don't know where anything is, but I'm excited to just be able to walk around and not be cooped up in my dorm all day because that just it's just not fun. It's really not fun. It breeds isolation, it breeds honestly, I think it breeds laziness. Like I feel like when you're out and about doing things like even though you're moving around more, you're exerting more energy, like you feel better, you feel more energized and refreshed than just sitting inside all day at your desk. Um, another thing is I try to get off electronics before bed. Okay, honestly, I have not done this. I try to. <laughs> Operative word is try. I haven't. But um, I mean, I, I talked about this in my last episode where Um, I I talked about how I kind of overcame insomnia, but getting off electronics before bed is a big, big thing because your mind, for me, like I found that because I had insomnia, I'm a really sensitive sleeper. And so if my mind is running, if I'm just off social media and I'm just, you know, I'm in bed right after I've 
stare at my phone, like my mind will still be focused on those things and my mind will just be running and it's kind of hard for me to fully relax. But recently I've been journaling before bed. Um, I've just kind of been cleaning a little, um, washing the dishes, listening to music, um, playing guitar, walking around, things like that before going to bed rather than like watching YouTube or honestly, I don't really have time to watch YouTube. I don't really watch YouTube anymore, but rather than like scrolling on social media. Um, next I would say explore a new part of your surroundings. When you unplug or when you explore a new part of your surroundings, like you are focused on that and it kind of forces you to unplug because you're so drawn in by what's around you. I have been um, going to different places in Boston and going to just like different places that I didn't go to last semester. And I think exploring, one thing I love about Boston is it's rather small. And so you can really just explore every single nook and cranny of the city. And I love the tea. Like I, I genuinely love it. And Atlanta never had any sort of really good public transportation, but the tea in Boston is so nice because it pretty much runs everywhere that you need to go. Um, and yeah, I just love it. Like I love taking, honestly, taking it alone is really fun too. Um, but yeah, I love the tea. I love taking it places and just like exploring new places, especially now that it's warm, going on runs into Boston is really nice running without a map. (laughs) Um, yeah doing something new, exploring it. I think newness is huge. Um, implementing change is huge because um, it helps you avoid burnout. It helps you unplug. It's good for the mind and for the soul and the body. Okay, next, turn off notifications. So my friends hate me because I put my phone on do not disturb. And so that means they have to call me um, twice because the first time goes straight to voicemail and I don't even have a voicemail. <laughs> but um, I'm on do not disturb because I hate, like I I. I hate like, like I cannot imagine a life where I'm not on do not stir because like thinking about getting like a buzz or a notification or a, yeah, like thinking about my phone going off every time I get a text or something makes me so, I feel like I would just be constantly like uneasy, like waiting for a buzz. So I always just put my phone on do not stir and you know, when I check my phone and I see a text, I'll respond, but I think like constantly having notifications on kind of stresses me out and um, that has been a way that I unplug. Um, Also, find different ways to move around. Um, Exercise is really nice to unplug. Walk, hike, run. I do yoga, um, rock climbing, love rock climbing. That's something that I've gotten into this semester with my friends. And what I love about working out is it forces you to focus on something that's not your screen. Obviously, like if you listen to music, you'll be holding your phone. But that's why I love doing things outside because you're really focused on nature and your surroundings. And it's just so nice and so refreshing. Um, Also, doing work outside is huge. And I talked about this before, but like this is, I mean, this is a way that I shake up my days but um i i love doing work outside like it is so nice and taking advantage of the weather is just it's so helpful um when you're trying to unplug and get away from electronics and try to get away from online school because even though you're still online outside you're not at least you're not sitting at your desk um and the last tip that i have is 
try to separate your work from your life. Um, because of COVID, our workspaces and our living spaces are one. Like they've just fused together. And I really hate that. I liked high school because at home I would rest, I would eat, I would sleep. Obviously I would do work, but at school, that's where I did the bulk of my work. Whereas here, I kind of just roll out of bed, walk like 20 steps to my desk, and then I'm in school. Um, I think a big way that I separate work from my life is having my desk not be in my room. Um, so my roommate and I, we have our desk in the common room. And I think it's – if my desk were in my room, I would probably be cooped up in my room all day, and that would probably make me miserable. But it's actually nice to be able to – leave my bedroom and kind of dedicate designate that room just for sleep and just for relaxation um, whereas my desk outside is is where I work and that separation although little is huge and very significant but I am excited for the day when it'll be even greater because I think I truly think I will never study in my dorm like I'm I think I'm scarred because <laughs> studying I used to study at coffee shops every every day in high school and honestly and back over break um, when I went home when I was taking finals and call in my first semester um, I studied at my co at coffee shops all the time like I never studied at home because I just I liked being able to leave and it also forces you to do work like if I am trying to study where my when my bed is right there like it's hard for me to focus but if I take the time to leave to drive whatever to go somewhere and sit down and study like I will focus I will do my work because I was I'm there to do my work um, so that's how, that's how usual separation occurs between work and, and life. But now that we're in a remote semester, it has to come in smaller ways. Um, and then also I just thought of this, but setting aside time to eat, um, rather than like trying to eat during class, like I like to have times where I, I simply sit down and eat and I don't do work. Um, because that makes life feel a bit more real. So, yes. Uh, that was just my little segment on how to unplug. Um, but, you know, I was talking to my proctor the other day, and he was just like, I have a feeling things will be normal soon. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, so don't worry. And I think I think we're learning a lot from all this. So, um, yeah. So if you're struggling with, with unplugging and you're just – you find yourself on electronics every day, remember that um, – there's ways that you can unplug. And remember that that separation between work and life will come very soon. Um, the last thing that I want to touch on is how my view of academics has changed. And I think I think it's in large part because school is online. Um, I mean, things are easier. I mean, think it's harder to be motivated and to focus, but in terms of the actual assignments, like I think it's so much easier online because, for example, we've open note tests. We have instead of having um, like two giant midterms in one of my classes, we'll just have like periodic mini quizzes, kind of, and they're open note. Um, I found that teachers and TFs are more lenient because they're understanding of our mental health in some ways, and I so. You know, I say this to say, I think that some of the things that I've, in some ways, like this is because of online school, but also I think it's just a product of, of growing up and learning things. But I have, I think my view of academics has shifted entirely. I think in high school, I really made academics a huge thing. I think I, I just 
rooted so much of my identity in what I did and I was so worried about certain things and I tried so hard to always just be super, super productive and to always put my best forward. And I think now I have learned that that is just not possible and it's also not healthy. Um, You know, there are days where I sacrifice things um, and I'm okay with it because I have to sacrifice them. Whereas back then, if I would have sacrificed them, I would have been mad at myself for not being able to do it. But it's really about, it's alert, it's a process. It's really about learning what you can give up and what's more important to focus on. Um, so I have just been giving myself a lot more grace. I have been understanding of the fact that I can't give my 100, 100% of myself to everything. I've also learned that breaks are okay. And the biggest thing that I've learned and the biggest way that I've changed is back in high school, I used to be so hard on myself and I would I would do this thing where I'd be like, I shouldn't be able to take a break or I shouldn't be able to go out unless I did well on this or unless I got a good grade or unless I whatever, X, Y, Z. And now thinking about that, like that is so dumb. Like that is so dumb. Obviously, it's important when you have something to do and like it's important to to focus on school, but I don't think like for the ways in which you for the things that make you happy, such as hanging out with your friends or taking a break or whatever, like for those things, like those should not be contingent on your productivity. Like those should not be contingent on whether or not you got a good grade. Um and I've just learned that that is that is just so not good. Like that is not healthy at all. And like, whereas back then I would have said, oh, um, I'm not allowed to go out because I did terribly on this test. Like that, now I'm just like, just go out. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, and I think learning all of this has made me, I think it's made me a better student. And, you know, that sounds counterintuitive because you think oh well if you focus more on school like you're a better student but you're for I think I forget a lot of times that mindset determines pretty much everything like just because I am not as harsh on myself about academics as I was before doesn't mean I'm a worse student in fact I think I'm a better student because I'm more understanding of when I can't be super productive oh and that's the last thing humans are not meant to be super productive beings like we are not created to whip out 10 15 hours of work per day consistently for seven days a week like that is not that's just not possible so when you can't do that like rather than beating yourself up about it just acknowledge that that's completely natural um oh I lied. This is the last thing. I have recently been instituting a rule where I don't work on Saturdays. And that, you know, you'd think that that would make things harder, but I just have learned how to budget my time and budget my assignments and spread out my assignments over the week in a way that prevents me from being like, I, I don't work on Saturdays anymore, and I'm so proud of myself for that. Uh, it sounds really dumb, right? Because you're like, oh, like what's the big deal? Like, don't not taking a day off. But you know, when you have a lot to do, and I don't even think, like, I don't even think I 
have as much to do as I will in the future, but it feels like I have a lot to do. Um, like the ability to to tell yourself that you're not going to do work and to follow through with it is huge. So I don't work on Saturdays. I take Saturdays as a day to just do whatever I want, to sleep in, to rock climb, to go to Boston, to whatever. Um, but, but yeah. So anyway... I think that that's going to end this episode. Honestly, I have been... I feel like I've been wishing the time away a bit, which is bad. Um, I don't want to wish the time away because this time is beautiful and this period is great. But I have kind of been doing that. And so... I've been really excited about the episodes that I'll record over the summer, the episodes that I'll record when things are normal. Um, But I think there's, I should be really excited about everything I'm doing right now. And I should be grateful for this time. So um, thank you guys for, that was kind of off topic, but I think I said that because I was just saying like, I've really been, really been loving the episodes that I've been publishing lately. Um, I think the solo episodes have been a lot more specific than they were last semester, but, um, and also relevant to what I'm going through. Um, but thank you guys for listening and supporting as always. Uh, yeah. Um, this was episode 32. I hope you guys have a great week. Easter is this weekend. So that's really fun. If you celebrate Easter, um, and it's starting to get a bit warmer outside and the semester's gonna end in about a month. So, well, a month and a half, but it's ending soon. Um, summer's really close and yeah, just remember to take it easy. Um, give yourself breaks and drink water and, um, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. And I really appreciate you guys listening a lot. I think it's really cool when random people will just reach out, reach out to me. Um, and yeah, so thank you guys. Um, and I will see you next week for next week for episode 33. Bye.